Angela Birdsong, conversation piece host on Radio Justice Los Angeles. And with me is Freedom Fighter, Brother Billion of Africa Town Coalition, where they build strong community relations between residents, merchants, business owners, real estate holders, and local organizations in Africa Town, also known as Lamert Park Village. Brother Billion, welcome to Radio Justice. Greetings, Angela. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Oh, I am doing well. And you know, you are always welcome on Radio Justice. You've been on, on our station multiple times on my particular show, about three or four times. So you are the pulse on what's happening in Lamert Park on the Crenshaw Strip so that our listeners will know worldwide what is happening right here in, in, in the Los Angeles um, city. All right. So we're in, we are in phase two of, of the shutdown or the reopening or whatever you want to call it while we're in this COVID-19 pandemic. Phase two just got started. Some businesses are starting to open. What does Lamert Park look like during this whole, um, pandemic? Give us What's what's happening there? Businesses open, businesses closed, curbside service. Uh, what what's going on there? Okay, yeah. Um, immediately, I believe most of the businesses did shut down. Um, on Sundays, we have our African Drum Circle Marketplace that kept going for about the first two weeks, and then finally. By the third week, that is shut down and pretty much had become a ghost town. Um, we have a lot of homeless brothers and sisters out there. So for them, um, a lot of access that they had as far as restrooms and different businesses, electricity, um, uh, sinks that they could wash up in, all of that was taken away. So between... Um, some of the needs that were happening out there in response to this, in addition to a lot of different folks in the surrounding community, uh, different elders uh, weren't able to, or didn't want to go out and, and go to the store initially. Um, so we were helping arranging transportation for that. Um, it, at first it was just a lot of different things we responded to, but then gradually um, different folks started stepping up and stepping in bringing everything from food to toilet paper to um, uh, just a few days ago, our sister Melina Abdullah with Black Lives Matter LA, she dropped off a, a lot of sanitary napkins for sisters. Uh, we have another sister, Jen, with LA Legal Assistance. She's been coming out and signing people up for the stimulus and, and different unemployment benefits. However, we're still having a lot of issues um, with people receiving or even signing up for these benefits. Um, as they're saying, it's like millions of people who all of a sudden now have applied for unemployment. So the link hasn't been functioning right. No one's been answering the phone. Uh, a few weeks ago, the Angelino card had come out. We know nobody that has received an Angelino card. So, um, yeah, just, just having a, the regular access and resources has been cut off. 
I will say over about the past week, a few businesses have started opening back doing uh, curbside service or takeout only. We got Aki Bamboo, the Jamaican restaurant. They've been functioning hot and cool. From about the second or third week, they started a, um, a senior hot meals program where I believe the city was providing um, meals to different businesses. And then Hot and Cool was arranging a team to deliver it to the seniors. So as far as um, uh, business-wise, it kind of shut down. But the people, you know, were still coming, um, helping out in different ways. and. I think last Sunday to Sunday before, we saw about half of the drum circle finally return. So tomorrow, you know, we're hoping everybody comes back, at least all who can come back out. Are people masked? Um, probably from about the second or third week on, a number of people were masked up. About the past week or so, um, as it's gotten hotter, more feast, more folks have come out of the mass. So right now, I'll say maybe about 50-50. 50-50. Are you masked when you're out there, Brother Billion? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. When I go into stores or places where, like, get on the bus or something where they demand you have it, I am. But um, I've been looking at a lot of alternative, you know, information. And I don't know if we got time to go into all of that, but um, I don't see it as the threat they try to sell to us through corporate media. Um, through our communications out there, none of us that we know of or affected by or know anybody that actually uh, was identified as having it. The one person that I personally know, they were falsely told they had it, I think around um, the end of March. And then after being tested, they found that she did have pneumonia, but it wasn't COVID. So that's more so what we found. Um, people who were, were falsely um, told they had it. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's a whole lot of other information I've been researching and finding that, you know, I share on my social media. Right. Yeah. You, you, you know, I, I err on the side of caution, most definitely. And and make sure that I'm masked when I, when I go out mm -hmm. for my walks and, and when I go into some kind of establishment, because of course now they're not going to let you in without a mask on. And unfortunately, I, I do know some people who have succumbed to COVID-19. Um, okay. Household in particular, um, the son wasn't wearing a mask and he brought it to his house to his parents' house and both parents are dead and the son is in um is in the hospital fighting for his life. They're they're in they're in New Jersey, though they're they're not here in the Los Angeles area. So so um so now I know that you guys also uh distribute food on on Sundays in Lamert Park. How has that been going? with uh, the groceries and, and the meals? Actually, a few months ago, even before the um, pandemic, we had stopped the program, um, our work. As far as advocating for a lot of other things we um, were fighting against, as far as gentrification, different things happening, the social equity, 
that started to consume a lot of our time to where we weren't uh, able to do the fundraising and, and organizing for the food program. But once the pandemic began, like I was saying, from day to day, you know, helping people get food has been one of the um, main things we have been working with. So, um, you know, not, not the Sunday thing, but just at, for a daily need, you know. Right. So the people who that you guys would um, get, get your foods from, are, are they... Has has that supply chain slowed up for you guys, or is it still constant? Um, I think if we had the time to really try to sit down and communicate with everyone, it would still be, especially now, because a lot of people have stepped up and and offered to do, you know, what they can. So I think if we were to actually, um, you know, try to arrange it, it would still be there. Oh, that's good to know. Very, very, very good, especially as we're getting into these other phases of of everything opening up. Now, you had, you, you said the word gentrification. What is happening in Africatown during the pandemic with gentrification? Are they still doing construction down there? Uh, the, the the subway, what what's going on down there with uh, with construction and gentrification? Yeah, for maybe the first week, I think it might have stopped, but um, that has been probably one of the more consistent things we have seen continue. Um, And again, our issue with that is that we're not seeing no people from the community working on those projects. Um, In addition to the Metro, we have a a few different um, construction projects throughout the community. So we have still been... uh, you know, demanding to, to see our people get opportunities with these um, projects. The one that they just finished on Crenshaw, um, just north of the McDonald's on Crenshaw on 43rd, they have opened up and, and people are starting to move into there. I personally, I've seen about four or five um, non-black uh, families or whatever move in. So again, that's something we're watching also because these projects are saying they will have uh, so much percent of affordable housing and a lot of them had sign-up lists where they had people in the community sign up. So we're, we're really going to monitor to make sure that they honor that. That's another thing we have um, stayed on top of. Of course, um, the LA City Council has started conducting Zoom meetings. Uh, a couple of nights ago, I was on a um, planning development meeting through Zoom. So we're trying to figure out how we can more effectively advocate through these um, um, new means. Um, we have found it's, it's been a little more challenging now. And one of the issues we've also found is that some of the developers and other entities that are are lobbying um, policies at City Hall are finding ways to still get their issues addressed and, and, and um, items put on agendas. So, you know, we're really concerned about that. So adjusting to this whole um, new online, um, how best can I say, prior we had an option. You know, you could be 
they're alive and you can address it. And then going through these means was kind of like a backup to it. But now that this is the only means, um, it's kind of eliminated a lot of people. You know, as I was saying initially, um, a lot of folks who are houseless don't have access to electricity. And in turn, they no longer have access to um, online um, communications. So, you know, it's a lot of new things we're still trying to figure out and work out, but with, with, with the people who are dedicated, we're sure, you know, we're going to make progress. Right. Yeah. So that it just made the digital divide as, as the new terminology is exactly. wider during this pandemic right. with, with no access to electricity. And so I, I know that I saw on your on your Facebook page, um, Africa Towns Facebook page, that you guys you know still needed toilets, access to electricity, iPads. Also, you guys have been getting um, electronic devices to to people. Also, uh, no. Um, the most we have gotten, we've gotten. Um, uh, what do you call them? Portable chargers. We've had different people uh, donate those. Our sister Jam with Black Black Lives Matter LA, she um, donated one. But different people have come and donated those. Again, the problem is recharging them. Um, but one of the the main things that has happened, uh, our sister Jam with LA Legal Assistance, she's been coming with her iPad and laptop and signing people up. So she's been giving them access to that. But other than that, again, that's something different that people in the community have done. You know, whether they come, let folks make calls with their cell phone or let people um, use their, their car charger and, and charge up that way. But again, it's, it's been, we've gotten back to what I say our grandparents used to do. You know, being about community. I won't call it communism, socialism, none of that. But just being about community being about family looking out and providing what you can that's what it has gotten a lot of our people back to right yeah for sure especially when you say grandparents i remember when my grandmother had shared with me my my 97 year old grandmother by the way um shared with me that during whatever time period it could have been um anyway hard times in rural um savannah georgia and her father would always take a chicken, a live chicken, <laughs> take a live chicken to a neighboring family and, and also mm. would, um, you know, harvest enough cornmeal and, um, and grits and flour <laughs> to, to, to another family. So they, they obviously were, were farming families. So that's what we're doing now, like you said, and, and, and with this, with modern times in 2020 is just being neighborly and sharing what we have with each other, whatever, whatever we have. Um, if I got two chickens, right. you can have one. If I got, you know, 12 biscuits, I got 11 to share. Cause I just only, I only need one. So I, I totally understand that. Now, um, what about that fence that's surrounding, um, the, the park in, in Lamert. Uh, is where where are you on the prog progress of getting that fence removed? Um probably last September, October, a number of um 
groups in the community, different people in the community finally came together and began to demand that the fence came down. Um, of course, it didn't come down, but they did finally start opening it during certain hours. Um, during this lockdown, I think about the second week in, they again locked it, and it's been locked uh, pretty much ever since. But yeah, we're still, um, you know, demanding that comes down. Of course, it's, it's falling down the ladder of our demands. Uh, uh, we were just talking about the issue with the Crenshaw Mall, so that's kind of stepped up and, and taken um, priority over a lot of different things. But the, the fence is most definitely something we are still looking at because it, you know, it, it gives the feel of being confined on one end if you do go in there, but on the other end is, you know, basically telling the community they're not welcome. So. Right. Right. And you know, you mentioned the, the Crenshaw mall, just so um, the radio justice audience will know what we're talking about. There is a, a mall, uh, the Crenshaw Baldwin Hills mall, right there on Crenshaw Boulevard and Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard that is, is up for sale and look like it may have been bought without, um, without the uh, consideration of people who currently live there, work there, and advocate there. There was a, a town hall meeting um, that had occurred and giving out information about the Crenshaw uh, Baldwin's Hills Mall and what's going on there and what needs to happen. Um, so you are in the midst of it all that's going on over there in the Lamert Park, Crenshaw um, Baldwin Hills area, the train that's coming through. Is have they um, projected a date of when that train is going to open in 2020, or or has that been delayed because of the pandemic? Uh, last I heard, they are saying it's supposed to um, open at the end of this year. Um, that has been one of the uh, things that that has continued throughout the lockdown. I, I think maybe about a week they had. Um, Paul's um, working on the project, but, you know, it's looking more and more finished every day. So very likely they will be able to stick to the um, end of this year. And and will there be um, a, a, a station stop at Lamert Park? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's something that they also look like they're almost near finished. So that will be one of the, the stops. Uh, it was a stop that was fought for and won by the community, Crenshaw Subway Coalition, Hope, and others. So uh, that became victorious. Very good. Very good. And that I, know, I know that just makes the businesses over there um, even more um, vibrant as, as we start to right. um, reopen over there. Um, now, so, so, so what, I, I know you guys are, you know, you won't know until you guys have um, your drum circle and, and what have you, but what about SO1 Bookstore? Are they, are they opening back up um, in phase two or, or is that something that, that you don't know about yet? 
Well, yeah, I've actually, um, you know, I've been out there pretty much every day, and um, at least one of the owners, Brother James, he comes through at least every other day. He said they have been doing a lot of online sales. But he was saying personally he wasn't going to open just yet. He doesn't feel that um, the numbers have gotten low enough and it's safe enough uh, where he wants to interact with customers and have them all up in his shop with a germ. So he's going to give it a little. He didn't say exactly when, but he is going to give it a little more time. Right, right. And that and, and that and that makes sense, you know, you know, because, you know, Brother Billion and, and um, Radio Justice audience. I've known Brother Billion for 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 quite some time now, uh, over a decade. Brother Billion, you better put your mask on, man, and stop playing. I'm sorry, I just have to right. say that to you. You know, man, uh, right. we we need you around, brother. So uh, whatever other yeah. theories you think you got going on, look, man, don't even play with that. Put 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 on your mask mm-hmm. for the community for the coalition and for your family, um, you know, because I, I totally understand why the SO1, um, um, the owner wants, wants to wait a little bit and just see what happens as people are starting to um, co-mingle um, again and, and more businesses are starting to open up, more people coming out, out of the house. Now, how can we find you guys on online what is your what is your website and what's next what's next for you guys okay um facebook we have a group uh africa town africa town group on instagram is we are africa town and then on all platforms i am billion Gotson. and um right now uh our primary thing has been uh, trying to get people resources. We have um, secured doing the maintenance for Africa Town, which was to clean up a couple of the businesses in the immediate uh, community. Have also given us um, the, the contracts to, to do the maintenance, so we have been able to get a few brothers some work. Um, we're, we're looking to expand on that. We're looking to develop our presence as for security in the community. But coming out of this, um, our bigger concerns are going to be helping people maintain businesses, properties, um, residential properties, but also getting us more opportunities in the developments that are, that are here and that are coming. So adjusting to this new means of, of allocating with, with different government entities and, and organizing the people. Cause again, you know, people almost disappear for a minute. So how will we be able to effectively protest moving forward? How we, will we be able to effectively uh, communicate information? Cause there's been a lot of um, censorship online since this has began. Um, if you communicate anything outside of what they want communicated, you're getting cut. I've had about at least a handful of people get 30-day suspensions on different platforms. I had a week suspension um, almost daily. I'm, I get what's called shadow ban uh, because of different content I share. But just moving forward is little things like that, just trying to get back 
to where we were at and then moving forward from there. So we, it kind of put us back in some ways and we, we're figuring it out, but we're confident with, you know, a lot of these young folks stepping up, they're a lot more technologically savvy and, and other folks bringing different resources, information to the table. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think we are most definitely in some very uh, profound times. And again, just seeing the greatness of our people has been amazing. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. But Brother Billion, thank you so much for always um, coming on our shows here at Radio Justice and giving us updates on what's happening in the Lamert Park area, better known as Africa Town. That's right. That's right. right. Well, thank you for always um, giving us the opportunity to share what's happening. We do yes. appreciate you. Yes, and the work that you're doing on the street. And put your mask on. <laughs> Please. Yes. Right. Yeah. Something right. Something. You gotta put gotta put on something, man. Something. <laughs> and wash your hands. Right. I know you wash your hands. But you know, but everybody oh, yeah. else, gotta yeah, you that. know, we gotta gotta you gotta wash your hands. And that's just going back, like you said, just going back to what what we always been told. You know, you walk in a house, you know, um, your 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 mother, somebody in your house gonna say, Did you wash your hands? Before you even go in the kitchen and touch that refrigerator, did you wash your hands? So wash your hands, right, have on right. your mask, and check out Africa Town on Facebook on Instagram, and also go to their website, Blackshin365, that's B-L-A-C-T-I-O-N 365.com for more information and yep. how to get involved with Africatown and what they're doing there in the community. Oh, one more thing. What time on Sundays do people need to be there for the drum circle and to pick up food? Um... We used to start as early as 11, but again, uh, that we're getting restarted. I would say if you come at least around 2 or 3, you know, you should be able to, to catch up with the festivities and, and uh, you know, meet up with everybody. The um, food program, we may not have it back just yet, but moving forward, once we do get things going, we'll very likely have that around the same time also, um, 3 or 4. Okay. Okay. Great. Good stuff. Thank you, Brother Billion. This Thank is you. An oh, you're welcome. <laughs> anytime, anytime, all the time. This is Angela Birdsong reporting for Radio Justice Los Angeles at radiojustice.org. In 1985, at the physical, I arrived. Father was a hustler, a caddy inside garage with a pack of Marlboro lights with little Richard on the side. He bumped that Donnie Osmond and Sinatra on the rides. When I would dance in the kitchen, he would marinate the kimchi, quiz me, gave me a test like Richard, quickly tell me what's missing. I'm like, wait, you didn't put the salt to shrimp in, right? He couldn't admit it, but I knew that this impressed him, right? As an adolescent, I messed with my father's records. Old Korean polyphonic and soundtrack for westerns. Had this one vinyl from the 80s called The Stunt. I never heard it, but it had this naked lady on the front. He's like, Rick, I was 27. I was 27 when I packed up all my bags and left to fly to America. 
You should have seen the way they stared at us A long road ahead of us Language, money, different culture, etc Look, your dad was no chunk but had hell of a hard life You laugh cause I can't see my L's and my R's right No matter how bad that my broken English was I still put it all in my back open to business up For what? For you, Pablo You and your sister fool That's why I beat your ass with a broom and insist to school I sweat every day for your future son And this is true Not until you have your own future son With a sister too Too I am Angela Birdsong, conversation piece host on Radio Justice Los Angeles. And today, learn how the discipline of Tai Chi Chuan and self-defense arts with Seba Impu Kamut gives practical tools for health and wellness, not only during the pandemic, but also when we are back in traffic, back in the office, back to work, and hopefully avoiding a hectic lifestyle. Impu, welcome to Radio Justice. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Right. Um, and finally, because you have <laughs> always been on our calendar. <laughs> Word up. Word up. Right. Just- so and uh, so you, you've been on our calendar. Yes. And let's let's talk about Kemetic Aha Hasema Association. What is it and what's its connection to martial sciences and self-defense arts? Okay, so the Kemetic Aha Hasama Association, or CASA, we just call it CASA for sure, keep it easy, is it means uh, Kemet is the land from which uh, the practice starts. It's the original name for Egypt. And so it's the Aha stands for uh, war or war practices, war making, martial practice. And martial comes out of Mars from the Romans. So we, that's why we typically I don't say martial, I'll say self defense arts, but those pieces are what we call Montu arts, which is another, another group that hails out of the, the Kemetic tradition. So there's that, and then Sama refers to union. And so it refers to unifying, say, most people take it in its literal piece of upper, unifying the two lands, upper and lower Egypt, but it's also about unifying upper and lower body, the two different bodies, the consciousness. And so it's about joining together, bringing together, binding them together. So it's a way of looking at yoga and consciousness and understanding the human body and the human body's connection to spirit. So that's the Sema part. And so the association is basically a martial art, in a modern parlance, we call it a martial arts and yoga association. Except that I'm using the language that our ancestors would use and talking about it in that, in that way to convey that there is a part of Africa that was the start of self-defense arts before other folks were practicing it, we were. The same thing with the, healing arts, the breathing arts, the plant medicines. Those are the things that we specialized in long before, and it's relationship and connection to consciousness in terms of health, healing, longevity. And that's what we've been doing for, you know, millennia now. Right. And how long have you been doing this? I've had the great fortune of, of, uh, (laughs) I met my teacher in 1989, uh, uh, Haruku T. Ra Kepra Tamu, now known as Dr. Haruku T., we went to college together. So I started in 89 with initial studies and then started overtly studying in 1990. So it's just 30 years. In this fall, I'll have been practicing and I've been teaching in the fall. It'll be 28 years. 28 years. Yes. Wow. And this, and so teaching meaning, because I, I know that you, you have classes that you've been, been doing at Lula Washington's dance studio, 
outdoors at the beach and Kenneth Hahn um, Park. You've been in Lamert Park Village doing demonstrations, the California African um, Museum. Um, you've done demonstrations there. Uh, and you've been on our calendar from uh, Liberated Sisters calendar with Sister Charlene Muhammad. Yes. With Radio Justice, Community News Weekly um, calendar also. So how, how long have you been teaching these classes? Well, really, I've been teaching 28 years. That I remember, folks may remember the, uh, the African Marketplace that used to be at uh, Dorsey Park, right? Yes. I used to do a, a Tai Chi demonstration there every year. You know, before they had the Healing Village and all that, I was there teaching the community there. That was where I got a great deal of love and support from the martial artists in the community that I, I taught at the University of Southern California through their intramural programs for a number of years, taking over my teacher's classes there. So I taught at a semester level. And then I taught in the community. I taught at a, one of the, in Brooklyn at a, at a Red Hook Community Projects. They had a health center there. And so I taught there briefly along with my teacher, a lot of our self-healing methods. Then I came back to LA and I've taught here for about maybe, I think maybe a year. I partnered with uh, Charles Drew, probably one of the, an age project LA to teach the healing aspects of Tai Chi and Qigong meditation and uh, ancestral diets, but moving closer to eating less meat as a way to respond to folks that were HIV positive. This is back in the 90s. Whereas now I'm also in a partnership with UMA Clinic and Black Visions of Wellness and the LA County Department of Health grant where we're actually teaching Tai Chi Chuan and Qigong as part of a partnership with actual therapy to be able to help folks really break, have a real significant breakthrough in the challenges that they face. And we know with us being in this pandemic that people always, you know, we're well aware of the underlying um, conditions, diabetes, high blood, you know, I, I always say the sugar, the pressure, and the gout. <laughs> and that now we're even more aware how susceptible that makes us to, to this virus that's going around. Now, how are you providing practical tools to address the responses to COVID-19? Well, one of those things in partnership with the Black Visions of Wellness and UMA Clinic and LA County Department of Health, what we've done is that I, I put my classes online. So I actually have a Zoom class Tuesdays and Thursdays that's free and open to the public. And it's also, also on YouTube, you know, after 3 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays, where we share the tangible tools that enable you to fight off this kind of illness, it enables you to raise your body temperature, enables you to clear your nasal passages, because we know that this particular virus tries to sit usually up in this area of the nasal passages where it can proliferate, then it comes down and it attacks the throat. From the throat, it's able to disperse into the lungs, and that's where we start to have the issue. So what we do is we, we teach folks how to breathe deeply, how to cleanse the nasal passages on a regular and consistent basis. We teach people breathing specific breathing techniques that elevate the body temperature in such a way that you're heating from the inside out. That gives you kind of a, a brief nominal fever, which enables you to fight off infection, which basically takes advantage of the body's natural immune system response. And so through using particular body techniques and breathing techniques, we're able to initiate that process. And then also through some of the movements 
we boost the immune system through actually what's called like a, lymph, a lymphatic system flush. So basically what we do is we move the lymph fluid through the bodies, through the lymph glands, through the whole body in a way that is very beneficial for the body. And it improves the immune system response or so raises the immune system response. And on some of these, there's, there's a lot of research being done in the Tai Chi and Qigong where it looks at some of the movements actually you can test and say that with certain movements you can test the, the increase in the number of white blood cells that go on to fight. So when we follow you and do these exercises through Zoom, are, are we supposed to be doing these outside of those Tuesday and Thursday and Saturdays sessions? Ideally, yes. You want, this is something that you want to do every day. What we're talking about is making a consistent commitment to a lifestyle change. And if anything, what we're dealing with right now is that many folks are having a challenge because it's like a trauma and a jolt. And the one thing that you're able to use to manage that is some consistency. What can you do every day? And this Tai Chi Chuan and Qigong is an art that you can do. It doesn't require a lot of space. doesn't require a lot of startup materials or cost. All it requires, again, is a consistent commitment to a lifestyle change. So we teach you how to move your body, how to breathe more effectively, how to use basically like rubbing your hands together in a particular way. We'll warm your hands and you place them over different parts of your face. It's a facial massage as well. It heats up the face, allows the face to relax, opens the nasal passages. And it also teaches most people don't know how their body works. So the other thing that we do is we help teach people how your body works, how the different systems interact with one another in a way that is very beneficial for you and helps to heal your body and the entire system. And it sounds like some of these things, if, when, when we find ourselves back in the office, back in, in traffic, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm not looking forward to being back in traffic, but it sounds like these are some things that we probably can do maybe in the car for, you know, while, while, while we're on, on that long commute? Most definitely. The breathing techniques work anywhere you are. You know, we have one technique that's called a bellows breathing, where basically as you breathe in, you're going to push your stomach out. As you breathe out, you pull your stomach in. And that's also connected to a particular visualization. You probably shouldn't do the visualization as a beginner while you're driving, but as it becomes more common, you can pick it up and do it, you know, do it anytime it comes with skill. But with that, it warms the body. And what it's doing is it's massaging your internal organs through the movement of the diaphragm and the way the breath is. And so by doing that, you're actually stimulating the digestive system. You're stimulating your cardiopulmonary and your cardiovascular system with this. And that ends up helping the body to begin healing itself. And that's what we want to be able to put you in a position that's advantageous for you. So you start breathing and you become more present, more in this moment. And so as you're more in this present moment through the breath, it's not about I'm in traffic, like, because you know you're going to be in traffic because that's happening. So to get angry, so the, the anger or the emotion, the energy and motion around that really is that you're, you're acknowledging your lack of control over how fast you get to move. The other side of that is just be present and breathe and, f and you'll find that other opportunities will avail themselves to you. You could say, you know, as you're going, you know, I should get that book on tape or that, that CD or I should be streaming something that I can listen to while I'm on this commute. In addition to not just music or a podcast or 
you know, Radio Justice Los Angeles while you're on the way to work should be in your ear. So you have something, because that's how I listen. When I'm driving into the office, I, I'm on Radio Justice in the mornings, checking out the show for that particular day. And if I'm in traffic, I can actually tune in. I can be present with what's happening on the road and everything around me. So your awareness is greater as well from the breathing exercise. You're able to calm down. And most of the time, we, you know, people aren't present. And that's the real gift. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're when you're on that commute or, you, you know, when you're on the commute, you're thinking about how many emails do I have waiting for me? That mm-hmm. that that morning meeting or that that afternoon meeting, what am I going to have for lunch? When like you probably even hadn't haven't had breakfast yet. But but in, in, in this pandemic, while while we're at home with our families and we know that every household truly is is different because everybody in that household is different and we forget about the households where it may be crowded in the house because the kids are there and and the parents are there and and maybe there's extended family members there also um we got to teach the kids you got to do your work or everybody's unemployed right now and you still got to teach the kids and you got to be able to have some, some wellness moments, I guess, in, in your house. Do you have those kind of clients? You know, what, what, what kind of clients do you, do you have during this pandemic? Well, we have a, a lot. I mean, I deal with people that are dealing say like with uh, maybe uh, allegedly terminally ill, you know, so they may have a particular diagnosis that says that at some point they're going to be gone. You know, and I'd like to remind them that, you know, none of us are getting out of here alive. You know, we're very true. So you actually have an advantage and, you know, you may actually have an expiration date that you know about. So that that can be helpful, you know, in terms of your focus. In terms of families, though, there are different tools that we engage in. Like there should be a quiet time, you know, that you designate. Ideally, you can do that like a half hour, hour before bedtime. Everybody quiets down. The machines shut off. We get together and whatever, like rituals, you know, rituals you have in your evening, whether it be prayer, meditation, bath, glass of wine, whatever it is that helps you bring down, do that without the machines and then your sleep is easier. And then you do that breathing that I talked about, that bellows breathing where you push your stomach out when you breathe in, you pull your stomach in as you breathe out. You can actually place your hands right on top of your belly and that'll help you start to have a very peaceful sleep. Okay, now with with the bellows breathing, if you show me how to do the bellows breathing, will that translate well on radio? (laughs) 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 Or or we need to do that on a Facebook Live another time? (laughs) Actually, actually both. I mean, I can talk it through because I've done it, you know, know, millions of times. Okay. All you want to do is you want to take your right hand as a simple example. You're going to place the index finger of your right hand on top of your navel. Okay. Okay, and you're going to let the other fingers come together right underneath, right underneath. So it's like this, where your pinky is touching your belly. That's the, the point that I want you to push out when you breathe in. So you breathe in, you push that stomach out, push to the pinky. And then as you breathe out, I want you to pull the stomach in, but not from where you think your stomach is. Pull from that little pinky spot. Oh. And so you'll feel how much deeper your breath is. So try it again, breathe in and you push it out. 
Again, relax your shoulders. You just need your belly to do this. Yeah. And then as you breathe out, pull the stomach in. And just from that pinky spot. And use your nose only. Okay. And the reason we're using the nose only is the body is designed for the nose to work. The nose actually is where the body is able to have, it has what are called negative ions. The receptors for negative ions are in the nose. Okay, I know that's kind of crazy. I was like, what are negative ions? But you've heard of free radicals in the body that cause cancer and all this other stuff. Okay, those are positive. That's why they're called free radicals. They're positive. The negative ions are what you breathe in through the air. That comes in through the nostrils. You have the receptors in the nose for that. Also, breathing through the nose enables your body to not dehydrate. And because this is a self-defense art, anytime you open your mouth, this is a mandible. It's able to, you open your mouth, it's easily separated from the rest of the skull. So you keep it in here, less likely to be separated. Very simple technique using the nose. And the nose has some other very profound relations, but that's, that's a little too much for us to get into. Right here, we're talking about beginners. But it also produces a particular derivative of nitrogen and oxygen that the body needs. And that's only done when you breathe through the nostrils. So it's hugely important that we begin to do it that way. It increases the body's blood flow, increases the oxygenation in the blood. It's going to get a general warming sensation across the entire body, which causes the body to relax. And then you're ready for, you say you're ready to end your day. It's a great way to start off your sleep. Wow. It, it, you, because you, I, I do work out. I, I work out and, and I know that certain workout movements, you should be inhaling on that movement, exhaling on, on that. And, and in my mind, <laughs> I'm always thinking, oh, I got to breathe through my mouth because I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm getting more breath. Uh-huh. And when I'm, when I'm breathing through my mouth, but I, I'm, I'm from what you're saying is maybe in the beginning parts of those, of the exercising, like when you're doing the warm up, is mm-hmm. maybe to concentrate more on the breathing through the nostrils. Well, if you notice, even if you look at track as an example, they know when you're tired in track because your mouth is open. They try and tell the track athletes to go through it, nose, mouth closed, right? You want your body to be relaxed, breathe through your nose. Right. If you look at most basketball players, most of these elite athletes, they try and do it with their mouths closed. Because what happens is that when your mouth is open, it's not just that you, you are taking in more air. But if you observe animals that are about to die, they use their whole body to breathe and they breathe through their mouths, not the other, other orifice. Because you, that's really what's happening. Your body's like, use everything, use everything, whatever it takes. We need to get some oxygen in here. Okay. The difference is that. If you're actually breathing and you practice and you get under control, you'll be at, and this is what I mean about control right here. So you can control your breathing. Okay, normally most people are on autopilot. Doing this kind of breathing begins to bring you into controls for you. This is a tool so that, let's say you get angry at someone. Normally when you get angry, what happens is your visual field narrows. The amount of the, audi- the auditory field that you're able to hear shrinks. The type of actions that you have become less fine motor and more gross motor actions. All you have to do to do that is take a deep breath three times. And your body will begin to return to you and return to your control. And that by doing that, that increases your brain function. It increases your physical abilities, your hearing and all your tactile 
and all your other senses. So the breath is the key to the consciousness and the relationship to the body. So that as you tend to get trapped in one emotion or another, whatever the emotion is, then you're locking your body out. And you're locking out your access to your higher consciousness, your higher intellect. And the breath enables you to again come back and be present. How do we breathe with these masks on? Because I, you know, I wear my mask when I'm out doing my power walking. But mm-hmm. you hear a lot of people say, and I and I, I agree because the first time I went out for 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 the power walk with the mask on, I was like, I cannot breathe. But I was breathing, obviously, <laughs> right? Right, right, right. <laughs> but but the breathing it felt, um, I guess, I don't know. It felt like I was restricted in, in my breathing, but. My body got, you know, after a while, I got used to it. So now when I go out for my, my walks with the mask on, I'm, I'm okay. I prefer to have it off, but I'm not. But what, what are some of the tools or tips for, for that breathing with that mask on? Because some of us put, have been putting coffee filters in the mask. We've been putting paper towels in the mask. And what, what do you have to say about that? One is that the way you do described it is very accurate. I don't feel like I can, even though I am breathing. And so that's why I really try to push folks to practice. If it's not my martial art, not my self-defense art, there's a bunch that people ought to try. Because there you can begin to separate reality from feeling. And you can say that, okay, it's a little more difficult this way because it's new. And that's the way I talk about it, that you're learning a new body language with me. And so because you're learning a new body language, there are some things I'm going to ask you to do that may feel different. And they will be different. But your body response to them isn't what's different. It's your brain telling you this is different, this is hard, this is whatever it is. It is what it is. It's not harder. It's just different. And some of the masks, like the cloth masks people are having, you should be able to breathe okay with those. That's not a heavy restriction. If you have like an N95 mask, those shouldn't be more difficult either because they have a built-in filter. The only difference is that it may be a bit warmer air. That may be the only really huge difference in terms of for you with the mask on. So one thing I would say is that if you're using our breathing exercises that we're talking about and you learn how to breathe using what the initial movement is called a 4-2-4 method. And so you breathe in and you count like a, from one to four. So you breathe in, it's one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, out, one, two, three, four, hold, one, two, in, one, two, three. And so the cycle continues like that. It's four, two, four, two. So if you look at it like that, that's basically, as you build up to it, a breath takes 12 seconds. Four counts in, hold for two, four counts out, hold for two. It's 12 seconds. So done in that fashion, with that 12 seconds, you can then start looking at it like, so then if that's one minute, then a breath, or rather, you know, five minutes, you got X number of breaths, 20 breaths. Okay. Now I could talk to someone and instead of me saying, all right, we're going to do this, we're going to do this for five minutes. And someone's like, oh, dear God, I'm going to be doing this for five minutes. As opposed <laughs> to okay, you know, let's, let's just try 12 breaths. Let's just try, see if we can get to 20 breaths. Right, because our mind is caught up in chronos time. Yes. Right. We're, you know, we're, we're always regulating and, and constricting 
our, 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 our time because that's why this quarantine is so hard for some people because we don't know how to operate just in this, in this space that has been given to us. And that's and see, but that that's the piece of it, and that's also why I want to be able to give folks back the presence through the tools that we're offering, because it doesn't take a lot of space to do what we do. And when you present the other pieces, that many folks for the first time are actually having to deal with the fact that because I'm not able to run around and do all these other things, I got to deal with me. Right. And many folks don't have haven't taken the opportunity to get to know themselves very well. Right. And so right. now what you have is all of us are going through this where it's so-and-so's getting on your nerves and they're not really getting on your nerves. They're being who they are. You being who you are. You've just been in this same space with them for the last 45 days. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that, that uh, you know, first of all, I did not let the Radio Justice audience know Impu is my cousin. <laughs> this is my cousin. This is my first cousin. This is my first cousin. His mother and my father are brother and sisters. So I had so I had told Impu that I'm at peace, I'm at complete peace with the quarantine, uh, making the lifestyle adjustment and what have you. And and I know that everybody isn't, and that's one of the other reasons why I wanted to have my cousin on here is because he provides these practical tools for health and wellness. And he's been on our calendar for, for a very long time. Whenever I'm, I, whenever I have any input on the calendar, I always make sure that he is on here because I know that he's, he's giving to the community what we need to know how to slow down and know how to operate in the space that we are in at this moment, whether it's in the workplace, the home place, a quarantine place, whatever the circumstances are, know how to use these practical tools to, to be well in that space. What is your contact information? Please give it because before we end, I want you to read this poem called Strange Relationships as we find ourselves in the strange relationships with, with finding out who we are, getting to know our, our housemates and our family mates uh, even better. And then when we have to return back to work, that's going to be a strange relationship yeah. also. But how do we find you, Impu? I'm at uh, K-H-A-S-A-A-H-A, Casa Aha. And you'll find me that way on Instagram. You'll find me that way on Twitter. Find me that way on Facebook as well. And what's the other? Facebook, Twitter. Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And on all of those, you can also look for my name. Oh, I left out YouTube. So our YouTube channel is Casa Aha. So you can find us there as well. K-H-A-S-A-A-H-A. All right. So you'll find us in all those different places. Good stuff. Good stuff. So everybody, um, and this is what I normally read on the calendar. Join Seba Impu Commute for a weekly Casa Tai Chi Chuan sessions on Zoom. On Zoom right now, Tuesdays and Thursdays. For more information, you can call him at 213-447-7700. That's 213-447-7700. Cousin, 
read Strange Relationships for us, please. Right. Here we go. song, The Poet. Yes, ma'am. When we first met, we were, we were good. We built a fleet and we rode on a relationship. And while we were there, you were taught, you guided. You were given civilization. I taught you nearly everything you could handle. Art, music, technology, even taught you how to rock them sandals. And then we parted for a bit. And with your new understanding, your ego grew, not your wisdom. So you returned bringing chains, not tribute, and changed. You changed the ship we had come on to a one-way soldier. And so we came upon a new land to you. <laughs> and everything we touched blossomed. Everything we created. We were fructifiers, we, and we transformed cultures. Dancing with old friends, we rode this turtle together, teleporting time, transposing lack into abundance. So we became magical. And then with every war, we fought and bled as you gained more resources. We brought rhythm to your march and made your band worth listening to. <laughs> we developed a drum kit to revolutionize modern music. And then we showed you our will and our fortitude as we beat the machine <laughs> and became John Henry. We raised crops and ate weeds, as you called them. And as they overtook your precious grass, up until these days where we poison our country lawns to keep our former sustenance out, you wanted land while we strove for justice. Our love has been boundless. Thank you to Freedom Fighter, Brother Billion of Africatown, and Seba Mpu Kamut of Casa. Thank you to Leslie Radford, Adam Rice, Michael Washington of M. Wash Soul for the opening and closing theme song. And always, you are our JLA family. Reach us on Radio Justice Facebook. Give us some love. Give us some likes as you listen to us worldwide. Anytime on RadioJustice.org. I'm Angela Birdsong. Once again, thank you for allowing me to share this special experience, a conversation piece on Radio Justice LA Morning Wake Up Call with you. Remember to be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be brave, be courageous, and let all that you do be done with love.